has it started? No, the time isn't coming up. Dude, I messed this up everything. Like, Yo, literally, I w- when I was going back and listening to every single episode to try to get, like, a description and title for everything and put the music at the beginning, it's Tyler going, is it recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right, here we go. Because the time delay is so different. All right, Boston's big three, minus Babs, uh, or the spiking. You should know he's Babs right now. Uh, we are presented by Ride the Wave Media, sponsored by 1100, as every single week. 1100 is the only online raffle website giving fans and experienced seekers the chance to win tickets to live sporting events, concerts, music festivals, and more. Whether it be from your desktop or mobile device, winning tickets to your favorite events has never been so easy and fun. Choose your desired event, purchase a raffle ticket into the draw, and you could be the lucky winner. I should have that memorized by now. I've read it I, I'm getting close. Really I'm, I'm getting very close to memorizing it. All the way through. Last <laughs> week I started. Kind of long, so like I can't remember oh, the whole thing. I get the general aspect, but yeah, we and are you, back. You're so the lucky winner. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I do that every time. Episode I twenty-seven. Big announcement. Before, uh, if you're watching this, stop. No, don't stop. Don't stop. Stop. After this instruction, if you're watching this <laughs> and you don't have the time to sit down the entire time, Brandon has an announcement for you. Oh boy, we've been waiting for this one for a while. So if you are watching, you could listen to this announcement and maybe stop (laughs) listen on another platform the boston's big three podcast is officially on spotify if you just search boston's big three bb3 it's bright yellow logo our new logo looks really cool looks really good everything is up there so you can binge episode one see our progression through through the weeks into episode 27 where we are now when grd was on this i know grd's on the first 12 ish (laughs) <laughs> so all right let's let's I'm jump talking. right into it if you hop on spotify if you want to listen to that if you're shoveling your driveway cleaning your house doing dishes something like that i just got a bleach report update saying uh 911 caller said ab was high so when he was a physically assaulting a moving truck driver i guess he was high and he threatened the guy let's just jump in with that because uh oh, antonio brown man. wanted he is a man on the loose aka confirmed locked in his house but i don't think they have a warrant or anything so they can't rush him AB's gone off the deep end, and I have a theory related to the NBA did, that did, uh, I'll get to in a sec. Did you see the post on Ride the Wave Media today that that Babs posted about like just the timeline of all this Antonio Brown news? Like every headline that's come out in like the last four years, re- like revolving around Antonio Brown's like not even his play on the field. Everything that happened has that has happened off the field is insane. And that timeline's just been posted to ride the wave. I definitely recommend you look at that. This is, well, we got two, three things to add to the bottom of that list now. All right, so the funny thing is, like, I never thought I could actually say this sentence, like, ever. But this is on par with, like, OJ and Aaron Hernandez type of, like, fallout. <laughs> like, and it's even faster. Like, because like, at least Hernandez's trial was, like, two or three years down the line. AB ruined his entire character, his entire playing career, and pretty much everything else in the span of, like, a year. Maybe even less than a year. That's kind of, like, it's almost impressive, like, how fast he can derail his life from being the top receiver yeah. in the most profitable sports league ever to now being a bum who has an arrest warrant out for assaulting a delivery truck driver high. He, That's he lives his least. life. He lives his life as a GTA character. He like, literally no, does. no rules or anything. He just goes out, uh, gets arrested, comes out of the jail, loses like a couple thousand bucks, and then he's back to stealing a car and just driving around. <laughs> it's Someone, like, I don't know what is wrong with that guy. Yeah. But I want to relate this because I had a tweet uh, follow me at Ty Miller 508. I switched Twitter. Shameless by the way. plug. I, Shameless I, plug. Yeah. Well, I used to be have a different Twitter, but then I had to switch it because I was 
about to get locked up by the Twitter police. But Kyrie Irving is the AB to an extent of the NBA. To the fact that he's like, he's a, he was a perfectly normal dude, like his early career. He got super full, uh, philosophical on everybody that nobody asked for. Uh, he's always involved in locker room drama, off not even off the court drama. He's just a weird guy. And then most fan bases just turned on them. Like both, obviously, AB's taking it to an extent that we can relate him to Aaron Hernandez, and it won't be as crazy uh, if you related Kyrie to that. Yeah, it won't be, be that crazy yet. Yeah. But I don't know. Compare, comparing those two people, I want to do an NBA heavy show um, after we touch on this and the Pro Bowl real, real quick. But I don't know. I just sitting on my couch the other day watching uh, Kyrie talk about the Julius Irving, Kyrie Irving Nets title thing. I'm like, this dude's Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, basically, that's a good analysis and everything, but obviously it's not to the extent AB's ruined his career. Yeah, Because yeah, Kyrie yeah. Irving's still a coveted, coveted player on his team. On a max He's contract. still making tons on a max contract, making tons of money. Kevin Durant's coming back next year, which I think will kind of mellow it out a little bit. Because I think KD's, like, he played with Russell Westbrook. He's a pretty big character. He's going he to give him James nuggies Park. and tell him to, hey, I actually do think he'll sun him a little bit. He might just be like, yo, like, I'm LeBron now. Like, yeah. this is like Cleveland all over again. Like, you're going to exactly. play second fiddle. And it actually might work out in uh, Kyrie Irving's favor just because of the fact that his ego will go down a little bit because he won't be the guy on the team anymore because KD's obviously the, the second best player in the world. Or maybe third now. That depends on Giannis and, and well, LeBron. Had a, I didn't even think about this until just now. Just look at the point guards that Kevin Durant's played with. Like, starting in, in, like, win a season or two without Russell Westbrook, but you get Russell Westbrook, you move on to, to Golden State, and you have Steph Curry, and then you move over to, to Brooklyn, and you're going to have Kyrie Irving in a few months. Yeah, it is kind of unbelievable to think about, yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. All right, no, I want to go on my Pro Bowl right now. I've been literally cooking this up for about a week and a half now. Since the Patriots are gone, I have nothing else to think about football-wise except what's coming up the next week. Super Bowl preview show is next week. I won't touch on that uh, too much this show, but I need to get something off my chest. The Pro Bowl is the most useless game in sports history, and it's not even close. To qualify, you have to do nothing. It's all fan voting. Xavier Rhodes was a bottom 20 corner PPR stats-wise this season, and he made the Pro Bowl. A Pro Bowl vote means literally nothing. I, it, it's almost like the NBA voting before like <laughs> uh, the executives vote were like... Um, not so Taco Fall could make, like, the, make the Pro Taco Bowl. Taco Fall could make the NBA... Not the NBA, yeah, the NBA All-Star game. And it's just like, it's ridiculous how fan voting has impacted the Pro Bowl this much to the point where we get terrible players <laughs> playing in the quote-unquote all-star game of the NFL. That's crazy to me. That shouldn't happen. Another thing, too, high-profile guys should not waste their time with this. Deshaun Watson has had two torn ACLs in two different knees, and he's now playing in the Pro Bowl. What happens if he hurts himself again and doesn't come back until midseason Never. next year? Remember D Wade hurt his like ankle or something like that in the All Star game. It was yeah, uh, it's, it's, in Miami with Big Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's in the middle of the season, but at least the Pro Bowl's at the end of the season. But I mean, it's it's just ridiculous to the point where I can't like even watch the game anymore because they just they don't try. First of all, there's no stake. There's nothing like to win pretty much besides what I think it's like a cash prize at the very end. You're pretty much just going yeah, for the 8, vacation to Hawaii at this point. That's like all. And what it's you're not going. even in Hawaii anymore. It hasn't been in Hawaii in like three years. Where is it this year? It's in Orlando again this year. Who wants to go to Orlando, Florida? <laughs> Who wants to go to Orlando? The like, armpit of Florida. <laughs> literally, it boggles my mind how these players really go like, oh, yeah, I'll go play in the Pro Bowl, and then they just do nothing. Yeah, I'd solo play in Hawaii, but the, versus Orlando the yeah, last two the years. Thing, the thing I want to see in the NFL, um, you have, like, the 
what is it, all pro team, they yeah. should adopt the NBA's like NBA first team, NBA second team, because right. there's a lot of people who are snubbed out of um, the all pro team simply because there's a lot of good players in the NFL. Breaking news. But like, if you install like an all pro team, like oh, this guy was all NFL third team this year, he was like, all right. He was one of the top, say, six receivers. Like, six receivers, that's not a big pool to pick from. There's, what, at least five receivers a team. That's times, what, 30 teams. 32. You pick from at least 30, uh, yeah, 32 teams. So what is that, like 300, I'm not good at math. 300 times, yeah. 32 times. It's a few. Six, yeah. a lot. It's numbers, dude. I'm not a math major. <laughs> but, like, you should have, like, at least second team right now. Just install that. Because well, there is a second team. You look down. Oh, all right. So install a third team. So yeah. you can say, like, all NBA, all NFL, or whatever you want to call it, all NFL first team, all NFL second team. Because if you go down, the, like, the the list of accolades and people's career, when they retire, you see, like, eight-time Pro Bowl. And he's like, all right, you're in the Pro Bowl, which means you've never made the Super Bowl or anything like that. <laughs> and that that's an inflated stat that really doesn't mean anything uh, significant. But no, if you look at, you. like, a casual fan, like, you should like, look at, like, this is just the best play. Like, an all-star compared to all-NBA team, like, some all um, all NBA players don't make the All Star game, or some All Star uh, players don't make the All NBA team because it's just not enough space. I don't know. I've always thought that, um, but you know, the, the NFL is run by and morons, yeah. so I don't. Anytime see that an NFL veteran mentions, "Oh, I was a three-time Pro Bowler," I'm like, "Then you're a bona fide loser." Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. like that's like the weirdest Super Bowler <laughs> at Larry Fitzgerald. Like the weirdest flex you can make because it means literally nothing. It means nothing to be an NFL Pro Bowler. Hey, tell me I'm wrong. Larry Fitzgerald is the greatest Pro Bowler of all time. All time. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I'll go with that. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. I'd that. Yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> I'll go with that. Well, he never in the never Super Bowl, so I mean, once. Been in one. One time. Yeah. One, time. one time. Didn't get it done though. Um, but I will, I will say one thing for the Pro Bowl. It's kind of cool to see see moments where like um. Charles Woodson's final game being played in Honolulu. That's a pretty cool moment. That's kind of cool to see, uh, surrounded by a lot of star talent and a lot of guys you play with. That's a really cool moment. Jeff Saturday, when he had the final stat to Peyton Manning, he switched teams so he could do the final stat with Peyton Manning. That's a cool moment. That's another cool thing. But besides like those memorable like you know honorary things with old guys, there is no benefit to being in the Pro Bowl. I think it's fun. I think my favorite part of the Pro Bowl, at least, is seeing like the guys who, like, towards the end of the game, maybe the game's like out of hand, maybe there's a blowout. Um, is seeing the position players like change positions. Like, you see Odell Beckham, I think, a few seasons ago, ending up playing corner on like a guy like Antonio Brown. It's just fun to see those guys go back and forth. Normally, they're you would never see those guys on the field at the same time in any given moment until the end of the game when they're shaking hands. But it is fun to see those guys covering each other and just kind of having fun with it because it is like. When yeah, it breaks dudes. all the way down, yeah, just it's still just a kid's game and just some the best athletes on the planet playing it. That's a good point. I don't even know who's in the Pro Bowl, to be honest. I'm, like, I'm I saw Lamar sure Jackson was there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, but Lamar Jackson will probably be in the Pro Bowl because he's the MVP. Right. But, like, he should not be in the Pro Bowl because he should be deeper in the playoffs. And this is the first time since 2013, I believe, that the Patri- there is a Patriot player playing in the Pro Bowl because you go back to the last time the Patriots weren't using this week to prepare for the Super Bowl was when they they lost the AFC Championship to Denver. And you had six, seven players on the Patriots roster make the Pro Bowl, and not a single one showed up, maybe due to injury. Also, they played a a hard-fought game of football in Denver the week beforehand and weren't going to go out to Hawaii, Orlando, wherever it was to to participate in that event. But now we have two two players on the, the roster this season participating, the defensive player of the year, in most of our opinions, Stephon Gilmore, 
And then Matthew Slater, the special teams ace. Wait, didn't he win defensive player of the year? He won uh, like the football writers one. He hasn't won like the uh, NFL. They didn't do it. announcements uh, until Sunday. I think they do the NFL show Sunday, right? Oh yeah, yeah. the honor show. I thought he just won defensive player of the year. Wow. He got. He yeah. got. <laughs> it was like the football writers. Association of America, like NFLPA or something. Yeah, like that. they already crowned him. Basically, honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if he lost that award <laughs> just off the last like couple weeks of him playing because he honestly had didn't play well the last couple weeks. If you look at the like the last game of the season against Miami, it's like it's Devontae just Parker regular, literally ate him alive. Yeah, I was at the regular game, corner. He literally ate him alive. Mm-hmm. He was almost disinterested in covering him, and it's yeah. kind of weird because Devontae 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 Parker was kind of a bum. For the first three years of his career, never like reached that potential. Then he torches Stephon Gilmore. Like, give me a break, dude. Right. All right. Just to finish Pro Bowl talk, I think we should make some some bold predictions. Like, let's do one bold like prediction for the Pro Bowl, and then AFC or NFC winner, and then choose an MVP. OBJ tries to kick a field goal and tears his groin. That's oh, my bold prediction. OBJ didn't make Bold. the Pro Bowl. I don't think. Did he no, not? He didn't. Oh, yeah, no. I don't Jarvis think he Landry did. Yeah, Jarvis Landry did, but okay. Odell did not. <laughs> I, I do not know a single thing. I've never given like oh. any uh, attention to the Pro Bowl simply because the Patriots are always in the Super Bowl. I literally don't know a single player other than Lamar Jackson that's in the Pro I, Bowl because I saw a video on it today. I'll make my bold prediction is that a quarterback throws a touchdown to a cornerback. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Bold prediction, Deshaun Watson catches a touchdown pass. Oh, okay. I like that. And then... 70-yard uh, field goals attempted. That's my Oh, man. I got oh, AFC that's winning That's happening it. anyway, though. In practice, like for like real practice oh. in NFL, like they kick 70-yard bombs all the time. It's just the line drive ones, you know? Yeah. You got to get it over an offensive lineman in a game. Right. And the guys that are running 30 miles an hour to try to stop it. Right. And then my MVP, I'm just going to go the refs. It's their time to shine. <laughs> like big, big weekend in uh, wherever it is, Orlando. Uh, they can pull out all their fancy stops. You can see a couple like windmill flag throws or something like that, something they can't break out in regular season. It's their all star game. So I mean, uh, no, no, a couple of years ago, Ed Hockley was like the star of the Pro Bowl. He oh, was yeah. Roasting people on calls. It was hilarious. <laughs> That was awesome. like, yeah, uh, holding the entire offensive line. <laughs> he like moved it back 15 yards. Like, that's funny. Who do yeah, you got as MVP, Joe? Yeah. Oh, MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with Jarvis Henry? Landry. Is Derrick Henry in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, he is. Probably. I'm giving yeah. it to him. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've got another Derrick Henry train since the beginning. All right. Now, let's talk about it. I got to get my MVP. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, I thought you, I thought you said it. I asked the question with the intention of answering it eventually. Um, so, <laughs> I got... The great, like I said earlier, the greatest Pro Bowler of all time, Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to add to his touchdown total in in the big, the, his big game, and uh, record two touchdowns in the Pro Bowl and, and get the MVP honors. Hell yeah! Shout out Larry Fitz for buying the Phoenix Suns. That's a big, yeah, uh, that's a big move for him, especially because he goes uh, closer to retirement. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Suns are actually kind of good this year. Kelly Oubre, going to be an All Star, probably going to make All NBA second team. He's kind of balling out. I'm not going to lie. I hate the guy. I think he's the yeah. most feminine NBA player besides <laughs> Devin Booker. And they're on the same team, which is kind of funny, too. Um, but, yeah, actually, watch out for the Suns these next couple of years. Like, Larry Fitz actually might have a, an NBA champion within the next, like, 10 years, five years. Yeah, he's the second NFL player with a minority stake in an NFL team with Aaron Rodgers and the Milwaukee Bucks, the other one. Mm-hmm. But he still can't chuck a brew. Can't. Okay. However, every NFL Sipping. player is an owner of the Green Bay Packers. That's fair. 
I'm a, oh yeah, that's oh, true. so I don't see I don't see that being too special. I own the Packers <laughs> too, man. Sorry. All right, now the reason I started this show so I could talk NBA basketball. <laughs> I had to suffer through football season with Babs long enough. The tattoo didn't work out, and now we get to talk about the NBA, which is what I uh like. Uh, this is another reason I joined it with the GRD. The GRD dipped, and he's not here with Ride the Wave me anymore, so that blew up in our face. But the Celtics are good at basketball. Not great. So good. Couple, couple moves to make. I think you should make them. Uh, in particular, uh, by the time you listen to this, check Ride the Wave Media. I'm going to kind of detail this more statistical in all that sense. But the Celtics should get Andre Drummond. Simply in the fact that... Hold on, let me pull up these notes. I took notes on this stuff, dude. Because he's I, a Husky. This is like the fourth year in a row we've been tied to Andre. No, Drummond. I know. Like the fourth year. This is, year, this is. I've always been on the pro Andre Drummond train because <laughs> you can you can say whatever you want about Andre Drummond, but you can't you say put, bad basketball play. Like you got to put a tinfoil hat on. You're pulling notes out and everything. He, he may he might not fit the Celtic system, but you can't say he's a bad basketball player. He could be one of the greatest rebounding like mm-hmm. players of all time. Like by the time of his career. All right, he's well, 26 years old. He's 26 years old. He's an eight-year veteran. That like, is nuts. He's he's been in the league for a while, and he's only what two, three years older than Jalen and Jason Tatum. Hey Tyler, where, where was he before the NBA? Uh, UConn. D- dating yeah. team. <laughs> he's he's one of the few bigs to survive this small ball era, which is why I think he's yeah. going to be one of the greatest rebounders of all time. He has he's getting like sixteen a game these past like three seasons. That's, that's what I'm that's thinking. Ridiculous. If, you, if, if you have him starting and Ennis Canner coming off the bench, that's like forty. You could potentially have forty rebounds between just well, the two of them. Offensive rebounds for Canner. Canner yeah. can't get a, a rebound. <laughs> shit, but yeah, I'll touch on Canner in a second. I'm actually a big Canner fan, but he's like I said, he's one of the few, few bigs. But it comes to the fact that, like, he hasn't had a good coach his entire career. His best coach was Stan Van Gundy, brought him to the playoffs, like, back-to-back years. But even then, like, he, there's a reason he's not coaching anymore. But they're he's, lucky he's, not too old, he's not too old to coach. Yeah. So, uh, I broke this down. Lawrence Frank, they went 54-94. and 94. Maurice Cheeks, 21-29. Uh, John Lawyer, 8-24. Stan Van Gundy, 152-176. And Dwayne Casey, who... Right. He was a coach of the year. I'll give Dwayne Casey being a good coach, but he's 41-41. He hasn't had a good coach yet. If he if he gets Brad, Mike, he he, oh, he gets Brad <laughs> Stevens. I actually I felt that go off. If you give him Brad Stevens, that's a coach that obviously gets the most out of his players. You look at guys like Avery Bradley when he left Boston, not as great as he used to be. Uh, Evan Turner, same way. Jonas Regbo, Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas. All these, yeah, Isaiah Thomas. All these borderline like role players. Nobody's like you could say they they gave their absolute all and had some of the best seasons of their career in Boston. I credit that to Brad Stevens and the coaching staff. If you get an All Star caliber player who has been the All Star, uh, I think the last one was 2016-17, but you get him in Brad's system. That's a whole nother animal you can move with. Like, that's a big guy that you can work with, uh, replacing Al Horford defensively. Obviously, the biggest gripe with him is he can't defend Joel Embiid. That was under uh, the Detroit, like, defensive, uh, whatever it's called, playbook. or something like that. Yeah, like, low post one-on-one, like, there's not much you can do about that. But you see guys like Daniel Tice, who was low-key one of the best uh, rim-protecting guys in the entire NBA. I was listening to uh, Mixtape. Shout out, Mixtape. I know you guys listen, but like the, the numbers he puts, he uh, alters shots from like, uh, I think if you shoot 
say, 70% in front of the basket, like in, in the paint. Daniel Tice, he lowers your percentage by 30%. And that is a second in the NBA behind Joel Embiid. But nobody gives Tice that credit. So if you have Daniel Tice even um, helping on defense, not even covering a one-on-one, you give him B the drummer just to go body to body, and B knows he can cook drumming. So if he has that like confidence or something like that, you have help defense with Brad. They always find a way not only to slow down other teams, but Joel Embiid in particular. This season, they haven't done that. They're 3-0, uh, 0-3 against the Sixers, and Bede missed one of those games, but both games he's cooked because we're missing out Horford. You throw a big guy like Andre Drummond with a help defense, and you can see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both, I believe, all-NBA defenders. Hold on, uh, hold on. They could go up there. So, I know Andre Drummond's on a pretty big contract. Yeah, this it's is not, if it's, it might be a max. What are you going to move? Because it's not like you're just adding this guy to the roster. you got to move some pieces to I get know this gonna guy. Say. I know what he's going to say. It's Gordon Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, Gordon, I know what I know. Because Gordon Hayward, this is, there's multiple things to this. He's too similar of a playing style to Hayward and Brown. I mean, uh, Tatum and Brown, who are our future. Hayward, mm-hmm. if he doesn't opt in this year, he's a free agent. I don't see him leaving this year because who would say no to $30 million or something like that? But And he doesn't have the numbers to get the, that same max contract. So yeah, yeah. But if you move – I don't see Hayward in the long term here. That's like, fair. I think it was contract runs out. I don't even think he wants to be in Boston. When he came to Boston, his entire basketball career – He might want to be. Good. His wife doesn't want to be, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, that too, dude. I can get into that. But Hayward, <laughs> he comes first year in Boston, mm-hmm. just destroys his ankle. Second year in Boston, worst basketball team, uh, worst Celtics team in recent history, just drama and everything. Third year, they're good. He gets hurt twice. I, like, if it's just like a mental state to it, because you know NBA players just operate differently. He, he right. will most likely not come back to Boston, so move him now when you can. That contract lines up. That doesn't solve the shooting off the bench problem. So if you can somehow get like a Luke Kennard in that um, deal, which would be a good haul for the Celtics, that's, that's an ideal trade. You have to get rid of guys like Hayward and then anyone from – Ojale, Romeo, Grant Williams, anything like that, which I would want to keep Grant Williams and all of that, but you'll have to be one of those situations where I remember, I think the last time we traded with Detroit is when we got Marcus Morris and we sent Avery Bradley over there. Yeah, I think this is, that's kind of like what we would need the exact same thing because Marcus Morris provided that off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. And then you add any and all picks. You get rid of that Memphis pick as soon as possible. Yeah, that pick is going to be good. And then you have a million other picks. Just get rid of them, dude. Like, pull the trigger this one time because you can't build a team off of four first-round draft picks every year. Like, there's just no, not enough players on that I, team. I do understand that. I agree with you, the picks thing. I'm actually a huge Andre Drummond guy. I think he's probably the best rebounder in the NBA, if not the of the past decade, because he has played eight seasons. Uh, and he's only 26 years old. A lot of pros trading for Andre Drummond. But I really don't want to touch this roster unless we're getting rid of just Gordon Hayward. Because I like Romeo right. a lot. Semi Ojale is one of the best, most versatile wing defenders in the NBA. And Grant Williams is probably the surprise rookie of the year. Like, he's playing phenomenal basketball. And he has kind of like that weird Sullinger-type body. Yeah. But he also distributes. It's Jared shoot. Sullinger that's good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I just don't want to have to sacrifice any parts of this team's future Besides picks and Gordon Hayward to get Andre Drummond. Well, I would but argue. I, I, I argue to be close to this part, though, that we didn't like I was on the pro. Don't trade Jalen. Don't pra- trade Tatum because they were obviously the two key aspects of this team. Mm-hmm. And every single year they improve. You I think you get rid of Carson Edwards because he has high value. Carson Edwards is gone. That's high what, value. My, my not argument very is good right now. But. You look at the bottom of the bench is all the, the guard depth. You got Romeo Langford, Tremont Waters, and, and Carson Edwards. And I think the only one of those guys that Boston will not get rid of at this current moment is Romeo Langford. And he's because his potential. 
The other two guys seven foot. I'd also uh, I like Wanamaker. Mm-hmm. I would I would trade I would somehow get rid of honestly like I believe in this Waters kid this much because when he plays dude he yeah he makes rookie mistakes here and there but he he's just good like he just gets it but he's really really short that's the the it's a small ball error it doesn't matter how tall you are anymore. and he could be that Indiana guy to replace Gordon Hayward but yeah that's what I'm saying and then I think either way dude you just got to get rid of Hayward because mm-hmm. I like Hayward I've been like on the whole be patient with Hayward he literally his ankle was. 90 degrees the other way, just like relax on him. But now I'm just like, he's playing good basketball. His value is high. He's looking like he's the old Gordon Hayward, and he's probably not going to come back. He put some dudes on a poster this week. You see that last night against Memphis? He went in hard and didn't just go for the layup. He he yammed on two dudes. And Brad Watermaker, he's been good, but he's on an unreal cold streak. I've never seen, like, there's a difference between, like, Brad Watermaker and Bad Watermaker. Because Bad Watermaker comes out a lot. Lately, and last year it wasn't good at all. But I don't blame anything last year because last year was just an entirety of a mess. But yeah. I'm gonna dive into this a little more on Ride the Wave Media. If you haven't watched it by now and you're listening, go check out that page. I'm gonna make it look all fancy. But yeah, that's what I think should happen. But the only thing with Drummond is if you want to trade him, you gotta make sure he's gonna resign. He right. will be under contract next year, and then the year after that, he's an unrestricted free agent. But I'm thinking he's never been on a winning team so if he starts winning in boston he's like hey and i'm fitting this system might as well toss like i'm not sure how much money i honestly have no idea how much money andre drummond will get in the free market now but uh i i can't picture it it's a max i would i I, a little below a max i would agree with you that i think he makes more sense in the current celtics lineup than say you would have traded like our future superstars to get a guy like anthony davis you're not gonna have to trade as much to get Andre Drummond, but he's still going to be expensive, but he is going to have that aspect. He's going to fit better long-term, especially I've, I've been on the Yukon Husky thing. I think Kemba and Drummond together, it'll be fun. I think that would maybe if this deal does go down, entice Andre Drummond to maybe stay around a lo- little longer, maybe get him on a three-year, four-year deal. Stick I, around I, don't with think, Kemba. I don't think it'll happen at all. I just want to really? see it happen. Okay. Like, if they were going to do it, they'd do it by now. I think I think everyone in the NBA right now, because mm-hmm. it's almost trade deadline, they're just waiting for someone to make the first move. Right. Because you don't want to make the first move because it's like a chess game with the GMs. It's like, oh, this yeah. idiot traded for this guy. Now we can get this guy, this guy, this guy, and we're fine. So right. I think they just want to see what happens first. Based on the last few years with Danny Ainge and the trade deadline, I'm not expecting I'm not expecting yeah. a single oh, yeah, move. Seriously, to be the made. NBA no, deadline should happen. be the most exciting thing, especially for Celtics fans. But right. now, like the past three <laughs> or four years, we've been tied to Paul George. Andre Drummond, Russell Westbrook. You're tied to literally every Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> and it's never happened. Yeah. And like I, it was like, oh, it almost happened with Paul George. Yeah, because the Pacers wanted Marcus Smart, Tatum, they want or Tatum or Brown. They wanted like three, four draft picks. Like it's just ridiculous requests that like the media keeps blowing up and getting our like our hopes up. And it's it's just unfair, kinda. We gotta we gotta give a special shout out to Marcus Smart who knocked down a Celtics record eleven threes in the loss to Phoenix. I think that's yeah. my captain. That's my captain. I I I think we're all in agreement that Marcus Smart is the captain of this team. I think they should do something special when we're, they're wearing the Celtics jerseys that's that have the C on the front, like make it a different color, kind of like the the old UCLA jerseys back in the day that had a different color C. I think that'd be really cool for the Celtics to try to do something like that. For Mark Smart. I'm not sure if they're allowed to do that. Is there any captains in the NBA? Like, I know in baseball and football, they, really. They've had him in, in the past. Paul Pierce was a captain. He didn't Who? wear, like, a captain patch, though. 
there's been a few notable ones in the NBA. <laughs> I don't have them any off the top of my head. I I know the Golden State Warriors used to have a player back. Oh, they in, had uh Chris. Mullen. No, I think Iggy was a captain too. They they never wore the patch though. Like they yeah, had I like think a Chris C Mullen patch. Was a captain. I do Even believe that Marcus Smart though. Marcus Smart is maybe the most like surprising players in right. recent NBA history, and the fact that he was drafted as a scrappy player out of Oklahoma State, the sixth overall pick, and he was kind of just like, let's see what we can get out of the guy. He is now an above average shooter, which yeah. you can't argue. It's three years in a row. He's, he's been streaky the, the last few years, but he's like, he's. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why he's been out. streaky? Because every single offseason he was rehabbing an injury, and after yeah. the rehab, that's when you can work on your game. This is why I personally think Zion should have sat out the whole year, but Pelicans are contending now. I get why he's He bad. dropped 22 last night. Yeah. Shout out Zion Williams. We'll, we'll, made four, talk, to, four, we'll talk about him four, in a sec. Four, three. You, see, you see how much your game can improve when you're not rehabbing an injury. You're, like, he had his hand thing. He had all these like knees and ankle things. But when you can just take time every day just to work on one thing in basketball, and the basketball season it has to be three-point shooting. And he's significantly taken a better jump. Last year, he was a better percentage shooter than Clay Thompson was. And then, or at least for, I think, until like the last week, because he missed like 43s in a row. Like, dude, like we could have ended the season. But, and then not only that, he is like, I'd argue a floor general. And the fact that he makes unbelievable passes, like every single night against that Lakers game, he's yeah. driving up through it between, like behind his back. Uh, he's making the best Celtic passes I've seen since Rondo. He's he is- the single best alley-oop thrower. Um, oh. I've seen on the Celtics. Just ever. wait till Rob Williams gets yeah, back. I think It'll he's be better than Rondo at throwing out alley-oops, dude. Like, yeah. If no, there's a way to track Come on it. Now. If Come there's on way, now. No, no, trust me. Trust me. I'm, I'm Literally, a dollar. There is this stat I saw like two weeks ago. And if the percentages and Smart was a like, 10% better on like alley-oops thrown. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, I've never like seen him miss an alley-oop. I've, like, I've literally, yeah, yeah. I've never seen him miss an alley-oop. And every single time he throws one, like my roommate and I, we watch it every single night together. I'm just like, dude, like he just doesn't miss it. Like we make it a point and we haven't said, oh, he missed an LU. Like Rondo, obviously like wicked good Celtic, unbelievable passer, like top 10 passes of all time. And I'm not saying smarts better passes than him, but he just knows how to throw a lob. And right. like, which is sounds so simple, but it is so it's hard. believable. Like, yeah, not only do you have to throw it perfect spot, you have to throw it over seven foot defenders or you have to throw it to a guy who is like a freak athlete who might jump higher than when the pass is gone. Yeah. But other than that, uh, Celtics are on a two-game winning streak against, I'd argue, good teams. Like, obviously, Lakers, great team. Grizzlies, going Grizzlies could, night, Grizzlies could be an eight seed. Their last eight yeah. going in last night. And John Morant is the absolute truth. He had, he had, I, John had a bad game, but he is still, like, odds-on front run. Game, for the, or is this our front-court defense that good? Or backcourt? Wait, I always, backcourt's backcourt. guards. yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I think I, he just had an off night. I don't think it was anything that we were doing, but obviously Marcus Smart's still the best guard defender, I think, in the league. And Kemba's a very underrated defender because he's small. Yeah, like, no, Kemba locked up most of the guards that he goes against. Yeah, uh, but back to Ja, though. Um, I really was not expecting this at all. I mean, I knew the yeah. kid had potential. I thought it would take maybe two or three years to have him it be like, an actual producer. But this kid just jumped all of that and just right. went, you know what? I'm going to go ball out my first NBA season. Mm-hmm. We, they say we're going to suck. We're not going to suck. I'm going to bring us into the playoffs. And he actually might end up doing it. He had one of those looks when he heard Zion was out the first few months. He's like, really? So yeah, got a, got a chance. I have to. Hold yeah. my beer. It's time might, to go to work. Yeah, might mess around and win rookie of the year. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Zion. Uh, last night was his debut. 20 kind, of a, kind of a dud until the fourth quarter, obviously. Scored, what, 17 straight points or something like that. He was only predicted Pelicans. to score 12 to 13 the – 
there was like there was a great prop bet for how many he would score in his first NBA game. It was at 12 and a half. And I personally think the Pelicans did it wrong. Like he was going to play short spurts. Give him one. Yeah, he started. He played three minutes each quarter, um, three to four minutes each quarter, depending on when the sub was. But if that's the case, give him eight straight minutes. Like you can't get into a flow. Your first NBA game in three minutes. I, I I would play him once a half if that was the case. If you knew he was on a minute restriction, just play him a large chunk of time so we can get into the flow, get into rhythm. Uh, it took him only three chords to figure out, like, hey, this NBA thing's pretty easy. Yeah. Obviously, it was kind of a different aspect to his game. Zion Wilson wasn't drafted to be a sharpshooter. No one but... saw him going four for four on three. That's <laughs> yeah. an element of the game that is terrifying. But he'll he'll get to the the plays that Bleacher Report wants to see yeah. and post more than they post about LeBron. He's uh, like he's like the opposite of Grant Williams time. starting his his NBA career. How Grant Williams was 0 for for the longest time from three and Zion just 24. Zion was okay. just out here slashing. Right, that movie ever worse than Ben Simmons. Come on, we yeah. can't be like saying that's that. Fair, that's fair. That's fair. Come on. But well, he wasn't ben taking him. Was a meme for three straight years because he couldn't hit a three pointer and he wouldn't get cyberbullied into shooting he's, a three. He is he the did. Ben Simmons is the only one that could stop Jaw from winning Rookie Dude, of the Year this that's year. That's why Kylie Jenner left him, bro. He couldn't hit a three. I swear to God, that's like probably why. Do you think do you think Zion makes gives Jaw a run for his money? Because it's still we still no. got a little little no. time before the All Star break. The, only way, some the only way Jaw doesn't win is if he gets hurt, he goes on a terrible slump, or Zion just averages like fifty a game. I, I think just the longevity of it, which I honestly going back to my Marcus Smart point, like how you had to rehab an injury, I thought they should have shut him down just entirely. Like, don't yeah. even have all this extra noise going on the whole year. Like, will Zion come back? Like like the Nets did this perfectly in the Warriors. Like all the speculation going to the season, like, oh, maybe we could see KD come playoff time. Maybe we could see Clay come playoff time. Uh, Warriors aren't even going to make no. playoffs or so whatever. But it's like, dude, It'll just get rid one. of it now. I think if I was a GM, knowing how, like, he, he at the end of the day, he's a piece to a million, a multi million, quote unquote, billion dollar yeah. investment. He, he's nothing but like a, like a piece on a chessboard. Like when you really break it down, if you're going to, waste half a season because you have Zion Williamson, you wanted the extra ticket money, like go nuts, dude. Like if this extra $5 million will really help you at the end of the day, go for it. But if not, you sit him down. He's like, dude, you're too important to this team. Rehab the injury. Your time will come. It'll stink. But like, that's just the best way to do it. Pelicans were overachieving Lonzo ball playing like uh, the people who <laughs> I'm a huge Lonzo ball guy. But he's playing really? exactly how – yeah, I have a big baller brand sweatshirt. Dude, the cheapest thing I ever bought in my life. Like, the bees were ripping off and everything. Oh, I almost bought the shoes, but they're, like, $700. Cool. But anyways, like, you need to sit him down and be like, hey, this is going to, like, not be great to hear. But trust me in the long end because you just work on your game, get healthy, keep working on your game. And by the time next season comes around, A, if you care about accolades, you could win rookie of the year like that. You get all the Ben Simmons jokes you want, all the Blake Griffin jokes. But Blake Griffin got off skate-free. Um he did the exact same thing as Ben Simmons. He got hurt in like the preseason and he won rookie of the year. But nobody talks about that. But I don't Different know. Different time, though. Back. Different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Twitter was not Twitter today. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, if NBA ratings want to go up, this is why yeah. they obviously put the Pelicans on a million primetime games and it stunk to watch them mm-hmm. on like TNT every Thursday just to see JJ Reddick shoot a couple threes, Lonzo Ball <laughs> underachieve. And Brandon Ingram be banned. I actually like Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's having Kuzma. a good year. Having I hate a good year. Kuzma. Uh, rank. Dude, how are you? Rank timeout, timeout, timeout. Cult- cultural timeout. How the hell did Kyle Kuzma take Vanessa Hudgens out on a date last night? How I, also, I, did tweet, I did another tweet that went, 
Well, it was a tie on Miller 508. But Vanessa Hudgens is the saving grace of basketball players. She did it with <laughs> Kyle Kuzma and she did it with Troy Bolton. So if you're telling wow. me you're telling me Wow if you if you're trying to tell me that Kuzma's career trajectory is gonna go down after going out to uh dinner with Vanessa Hudgens, then uh, watch something I like to call high school musical one to three and then <laughs> tell get back to me. Because Troy oh, Bolton man. won something. I honestly watched like maybe a high school musical growing up, but <laughs> I, I get the whole gist of it. But rank these four players of uh, Tatum, Brown, Ingram, and Kuzma because people <laughs> love to compare these guys. And I think one and two should be the guys in Boston. But I want to hear what you guys have to say I about think it. the only competitions between the, the two and the three spot, I think you could differentiate yeah. Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram a little bit in there. But Kyle Kuzma's last for me. Jason Tatum's first. Stinks. And I, it's hard. I, I would flip-flop right now between Jalen Brown and Brandon Ingram. But I think right now, based on – the, the statistics from this season alone, I would put Jalen Brown because he's averaging 20-plus. I think Brandon Ingram is right there with him, but he's just not on as good of a team. And Jalen Brown helps his team win games. Exactly. I'm not saying Brandon Ingram doesn't. Brandon Ingram is obviously a key aspect to the Pelicans, but Jalen Brown has all that experience. He was actually just on the Woj pod, so I really? listened yeah. to that. He is, he, we've talked about this before, Tyler. He is like the undercover smartest guy in the league. Yeah, he's going to be the president. He's a genius. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to same exact list. Tatum, you know he's the guy. That wasn't even a question. Like, you, you, out of those four guys, it's not even close. I'm going <laughs> Jalen Brown, too, although I do want to put Brandon Ingram's name there. Ingram does not help his team enough defensively. Jalen Brown does. Jaylen it's going to be all-NBA second team. Watch it. I know. Jalen Brown scores more than he does. Jalen Brown does more for his team to, to win, and Ingram just isn't there yet. He's going to get there. He's every there. single big game. Every and big game. Like, the, the Celtics have played. Maybe he's had a bad statistical yeah. night, but if you're going to read the box scores, read the box scores. If you're going to watch the game, you're going to actually understand that he's, like, all high energy, all, like, stuff you won't see. Like, Smart the same way. He had a terrible shooting yeah. night yeah. last night. Had the same exact... Uh, Outside of the 2016 NBA Eastern Conference Finals when Jalen Brown took, like, three three-pointers that were just ill-advised in the last two yeah. minutes. Okay, that so in his, second, in his second year of the NBA. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and you guys are forgetting the, the most fact, important part. The fact that he's shooting those, I'm perfectly fine with. Like, dude, we weren't going to win the finals. We we're going to lose the Warriors in three that year or something like that. It's like, we don't even want to play the fourth <laughs> game. We lost every game by 100. But, like, the fact that he has the confidence to even shoot that, it's like, he right. is going to be so good. So if you can keep that core, obviously, I think the, the only thing the Celtics should focus on this summer is extending Tatum. But if you're going to keep that core of Tatum, Brown, and Kemba together and smart, that's, I'd say an elite quote-unquote core to build on in the fact that you're betting on potential. Danny Ainge has bet on potential this entire time, and you can see it's somewhat paying off right now. We haven't won anything, but you're gonna, you're just waiting for one more piece to come into the Celtics roster. You guys are forgetting the most important thing that differentiates Jalen Brown from Brandon Ingram. It's the amount of times that Jalen Brown has dunked on Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> and LeBron James. Has Brandon Ingram done that once? I don't think so. all his neon tattoos, like all his VC and tattoos. Exactly. Instead of his attributes and all that Jalen's working on his bounce. Yeah, Ingram needs to work on his body mass, bro. That kid needs to eat like cheeseburger. He is so skinny. I think we're finally kind of seeing what what everyone thought in him. I'm defending Brandon Ingram in this case because I eat an absurd amount of food. And... I'm 6'5", 175 pounds. Like, <laughs> like it's just not my fault. Like, I, 
I go to the gym and everything. Well, I don't work out at the gym. I play basketball at the gym. And I worked out for a whole summer. Didn't see a single thing. So I said, I'm never going to the gym again. I have no reason to go to the gym. But, like, whenever he eats, like, anything, like, his calories just have to be jumped by his, like, metabolism. That's the only way I can think of it. Just, like, just a gotta, whole, just, like, jump in a dark alley. <laughs> just like got to get him and calorie. Kendrick Perkins in the same room. Yeah. Just have Dude, him have a one on one. Perk is slowly becoming the Paul Pierce of media. He's <laughs> just the stupidest stuff. <laughs> just get his name out there. He's saying, like, Russell Westbrook's the greatest Thunder player of all time. <laughs> uh, it's not. Like, he's just not. Like, LeBron, technically, if you want to break it down, like, obviously, KD is the best Thunder player of all time. That also means that LeBron's the best Laker of all time. Like, he's the greatest player to ever throw on a Lakers uniform. Prove me wrong. If he's the greatest player of all time and he's on the Lakers, he's the, he's I would, okay, I'll say this: he's the greatest there. player to play for the Lakers. He's yeah, not the best that, player yeah, to have yeah, a career that, for the Lakers. Yeah, that, there's a big difference. That's there. that's where the Kobe stat right. want to come in and say, yeah, like but Kobe, oh, look, but Kobe. Look, that's what I'm saying. Kobe's not even like top ten in the entire NBA history. And I'll fight that. I I even argue he's not top fifteen. But we'll get into that another Washington, day. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll say yeah. We'll say that. All right. You have Kareem. You have Magic. You have LeBron now. You Shaquille O'Neal is substantially Shaquille better O'Neal, Jerry West. You have a lot of these guys. Like, is Kobe top five a Laker of all time? To you put on a Lakers if, you, if you want to talk about the people who put on a, a Lakers jersey, LeBron is better than Kobe. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird to think about. All right, to finish, yeah. are, are, are you guys done with basketball talk, you think? Unless I could think of something real quick. Oh, wait, let's just see what you said in that list because maybe. Psych! Psych! Uh, the NBA All Star. All right. Do you, how many. Celtics, oh, the All Star vote. How many Celtics players do you think represent the uh, East and the All Star? Three. Realistically. I think two. Three. I think it's two, and Jalen Brown will get screwed, and I will yeah. burn down the NBA headquarters. Jason Tatum will make his first All Star game. I saw this on Twitter today, how people were like arguing Eric Bledsoe should make it over Jalen Brown. If Eric Bledsoe makes the <laughs> NBA game, uh, All-Star game over Jalen Brown, who the stats uh, sheet stuffers that want to just mm-hmm. look at the box score every single night and be like, oh, Bledsoe actually helps his team X amount more. No, Jalen yeah. Brown is a significantly better basketball player, and nobody wants to see Eric Bledsoe run, like what, a set offense the All-Star game? Jalen Brown can dunk the ball through the entire Earth's core. I think yeah, the no, three, it's kind of three... weird with Eric Bledsoe, though, because Eric Bledsoe was actually nasty in Phoenix. Like, yeah. he was like yeah. a top, top 10, top 5 guard in the NBA but in Phoenix. Then he just goes to Milwaukee here. and, like, shits himself. Like, I've actually never seen this kind of decline in play that quickly. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think Jalen, I agree with you that Jalen will be the guy. Like, if there is, if one of these big three in Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Jalen Brown uh, is t- to be an all star contention, I think Jalen Brown is that guy to be left off of the the east roster and i think that uh it's gonna be tough for kemba as well because trey young has like this massive following and you got everyone who's still on kyrie irving's wagon and those are like the three main point guards that are in contention to be starters for the the all-star game this year i do think just from like the the veteran side of things i do think you you'll see more like uh, outside the fan vote, you're going to see guys, more players voting for Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving to be the two starters um, over Trey Young to be starting. And ba- not even he hasn't even made one yet, yet alone to start in his very first appearance. I think Kemba Walker will be one of the starters, as will Jason Tatum. I think Jason or uh, Jalen Brown's closest chance to being an all-star this year is as a reserve coming off the bench. He should make the all-star game, dude. <laughs> He's not going to, which is uh, yeah. it's, it's upsetting. <laughs> like, I'm preparing myself. That he's not going to be the all-star team, and it's going to get me irrationally angry. 
Do you think the 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 all-star team from the West this year? I know they draft players now, but do you think the the team from the West this could be like the greatest lineup of all time for an all-star game yeah, coming yeah. out of the West? I th- wait, they do it now you you still get X amount of people per East and West and exactly. they do a draft. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think if the team like, was if it was yeah, still yeah, East yeah. versus West, so do you what, think you that West like, lineup cool, would be that the starting lineup would be what? Dame probably. Damian Lillard at the guard maybe it's not well. It's not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe shooting not. Guard, uh, shooting guard, be... you just put like Kawhi there. Kawhi, Braun, Paul George, and center Anthony Davis. Yeah. So it'd just be the LA teams plus <laughs> LA and Dame. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the not. East then. I'll backtrack But even yeah, that, not, like the, the East, the East isn't like they're bad, but I think they're more competitive. Like. It's just like who's gonna come out of this pile of trash? But in the West, it's gonna be like here are the top tier teams. Here's like a million miles of just nothing, and, that's, and here's that's third teams. Too, like, yeah, yeah. The West, the team in the West has to work so much harder to get to the NBA Finals. Not that it's not hard already, but the East teams, you're not like you're not playing the Golden State Warriors in the first round. You're playing the Toronto right, Raptors. I would even argue that the Eastern Conference Finals and the semifinals are more competitive than the Western Conference because of. They're closer like matched. They're, they're, yeah, they're closer matched up yeah. in the East and in the West. Like the one to the four seed, that could be a six, seven, I mean, eight, five eight years difference. ago was a different story. Five years ago was a different story because I think probably the bottom three playoff teams in the West could have beaten all but the first seed in the East. Like that's how much of a disparity. Yeah, there was two, the- two years ago. So was it my – yeah, my freshman year of college. So two years ago. Um, this The difference between the third seed and the 10 seed, and I only know this because it was a huge – Carly Towns fan. The difference between the third seed and the 10 seed was two and a half games. So yeah. from three to 10, it was right there. And uh, because Towns beat the Nuggets or something like that. Um, to get oh, the playing game. Yeah. yeah. And then they got absolutely rinsed by the Rockets or whoever it was. <laughs> they won, but, they like, won a game. Yeah. But then you have people in the East making it sub 500. I'm personally not like you should just do the top 16 teams in the league. Like that's yeah. stupid. That, 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 get, that gets rid of divisions entirely. Like, that's just dumb. Exactly. It'll even out in the end. Nobody complained about this when the Celtics run, uh, like, up there every year with the Heat or everything like that. Like, it, it evens out. You're in, a, you're in a lopsided stage. Like, when everyone was arguing, oh, the NBA is forever broken. The Warriors are going to just win it every year. Yep. All right, you said that the same it when lasts, the Celtics got a big three. Lasts. You got it the same when the Heat were in the big three. And you always find teams that can knock on the door and knock them out, like right. the Spurs, like the Cavs. Uh, whoever it's going to be this year could be the Bucks, but nobody nobody gives the Bucks credit, dude. They're thirty nine and six, one of the best teams that in the league nice. right now, and nobody talks about them. Giannis is going to win back to back MVPs, which he should because he's unbelievable at basketball, and they're just going to walk their way to the finals. Imagine he's, having that frame, just like imagine oh being that tall, God. that ripped. Like it's just like it'd be hard to not be good at sports at that point. It'd be yeah, hard to, dude. I'm a waste of height. I'm like, dude, I should give this to someone else. Blend it out. I just I just get sore in car rides. <laughs> like, to, awesome. to finish the All Star talk, do you guys think? Because Alex Alex Caruso, he has a genuine yeah. chance to make the the game. He's performing really well for the Lakers, and he has like the insane fan following because he's one of the fan favorite ben, players. Fan voting is only fifty percent of the votes. He's getting I, a lot. I, I think I think fifty percent of the, I think fan voting is quote unquote fifty percent of the vote. I think they just I, look I don't at think it. it and then it just goes down to media and players. It's exactly. like, dude, we don't the, care. The players and the yeah, the executives and Alex, if Alex Caruso wins the, the NBA All Star game and Jalen Brown doesn't, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what about a guy like Devin Booker whose talent is getting wasted out out here in Phoenix? 
I don't even think it's getting wasted anymore. I, he hasn't played for the same coach two years in a row. This That's is the first. This is his what fourth year in the league, maybe third. It's his fourth different coach. So, and this year that you actually have a good core with him and Aiton, and you have bench players. I think also when the he almost wanted out of Phoenix when they traded yeah. Tyler Ulis because they were roommates in college or working yeah. good friends. Tyler Ulis, like a five foot eight scrappy Kentucky player, uh, who I actually like, but I like you just need to. Like, in the NBA these days, you need to play with your friends or really good basketball players. You can't really make a team. Like, Giannis does this perfectly. He makes it abundantly clear he doesn't have friends in the NBA. The only friends he has in the NBA are his teammates and his brothers in the league. Like, sure, he's friendly with them, but he's like, why? Like, he's saying, like, why would I want to work out with all these guys when I can work out by myself and they can't steal parts of my game? Like, that's just the perfect way you should do it. Instead of all the, like, let's hold hands. That's a real competitor. Let's take pictures. Let's take pictures on the banana boat. Like, all that (laughs) stuff. He's a competitor. Well, to, to wrap this up, we have, a, we have a new segment every week. We're going to have the Boston sports moment in history. And today in history, the 1973 Boston Celtics uh, MVP. He was the starting center for the team. His name is Dave Cohens, who won the All-Star Game MVP. Wow. Uh, let's do quick math. 27, 47 years, 37 years to the day. 47 or 27, something like that, in the 1973 season. Shout out Dave Cowens. Dave Cowens, you pal. Cowens, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to do a shorter show. We all have time constraints mm-hmm. to this uh, episode, but any final thoughts? Tune in on Spotify. If you're watching it, it's fun, but you can listen in your car, download the podcast, get it on the go, ride your bike. It's snowing soon. You want to shovel. You don't want to shovel exactly. silent. That's am, psychopath behavior. I am still campaigning. Uh, start the hashtag, bring J.R. Smith to the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> J.R. Smith would be a phenomenal addition to this team. We need a shooter. J.R. Smith's a shooter. He's electric. He'd be fun. Brad He's a shooter, but he doesn't knock him down. You know what? J.R. Smith might be the solution to our problems. J.R. Smith for the Boston Celtics. That's wild. I'm trying to think of my final thought, but I don't have anything fun. Uh, don't do we'll, drugs. Simple we'll as that. Into, That's we'll get into this eventually, but <laughs> Alex, Cora, Alex Cora is a cheater for the Houston Astros, but he did nothing wrong with the Boston Red Sox. Let that be a known fact. MLB is going to find nothing against the Boston Red Sox, and we can go peacefully and oh, just make fun of the fun. Astros for this the rest of our days. He's days. basically being impeached. If I yeah. was a man friend right now, I would... I would say everybody can cheat this year because so the Astros <laughs> know how bad it was, except the Astros. So everyone's taking steroids, everyone's sign sealing, everyone's doing all this aluminum bats and, and everything. See how everybody insane can, baseball yeah, gets. Everybody can cheat this year. That would be <laughs> unbelievable. Except the Astros. You'd be like, you wanted to cheat? Yeah, no, so everybody's gonna cheat you. You can't do anything. Video about game it. numbers. You might as well just like yell out like he's throwing a fastball. Like, <laughs> Jeez. You just have the catcher yelling out what he wants. Yeah, might as well. All right, fun that stuff. That would get punishing him. But yeah, we're sure. brought to you by Rock Media, sponsored by one of one hundred. Uh, yeah, be it. sure to tune in next week for the Super Bowl show. Go check it out.